Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. I misunderstood the non-compete ban issue because I thought non-competes were the stuff of broadcasters. I had for years in my contract when I was doing terrestrial radio, I had a uh, uh, non-compete. I don't remember whether it was three months. It may have even been for six months, which said that when this contract ends, if you don't renew, you can't go across town and set up shop at another radio station for X amount of time. I know that that the final contract that I had before coming to Sirius XM had a non-compete in it. And yet I was able to leave on like a Friday and begin here on a Monday. Why? Because the contract was, uh, the contract had expired. <laughs> it's a funny and long story. I really, they were dying to tell, but I best not, right? I best not. I feel like there maybe should be a governor here. <laughs> How about this? There was a unique circumstance. There was a, I, I recall that. <laughs> I recall that. And I used to joke to you and call it the great. I refuse to say. Go ahead. No. The greatest escape. I want to hear this. Oh, Dan, Dan it's a hell of a story. Dan. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, boy. One, yeah. to, one to tell over beers. That's really okay. how this Dan, story next, should be Dan, next called. time that you have an IPA in front of you, yeah. I shall tell you the non-compete story. We'll regale you. But, Let me get but, one right now. <laughs> here's the point. The point is 30 million people or one in five workers have non-competes. And the reason that I'm compelled to discuss it today is because of our friend Rich Tao at Engageus, who with a colleague of his wrote about this for Smirconish.com. This is Rich Tao. Hey, Rich, thank you for the great piece of exclusive content on the website. Uh, before we talk about your focus group, because I, I candidly, when I first saw this, I thought, geez, Rich brought this up at a focus group. Is it that big of an issue? That's when I went back and did the research and realized a hell of a lot of people are impacted by this. Absolutely. It's a huge number of Americans. And honestly, I'm glad you're giving it some attention, Michael. That's one reason why I wanted to write uh, about it, because it is. It affects tens of millions of workers and countless businesses, and it's barely a blip on Americans' radar screens. So the, the, F, the FTC involved in this because of their proposed rule says secure. Just, here's just an example or two. Security guards for a Michigan company 
earning close to minimum wage, required to sign non-competes, preventing them from taking a job with a competitor for two years after they left their employer or face a $100,000 fine. But perhaps it was the non-competes that workers at sandwich maker Jimmy John's were forced to sign that first brought a wave of attention to the issue back in 2014. So it's not a broadcaster. It's not necessarily a CEO. You could be making a sandwich at Jimmy John's or working in security in Michigan and have a non-compete. That's what the FTC seems to be trying to take action on, yes. So what's the issue, Rich? What, what is it that they are seeking to do? Well, I mean, um, the, essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it impossible to create new non-compete clauses in new contracts, and they're also trying to avoid existing non-compete clauses in contracts that already exist. I know that they've drawn the ire of the Chamber of Commerce, uh, quote, attempting to ban non-compete clauses in all employment circumstances overturns well-established state laws which have long governed their use and ignores that fact, says Sean Heather, U.S. Chamber of Commerce Senior Vice President, etc., 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 when appropriately used non-compete agreements are an important tool in fostering innovation and preserving competition. I know that some people say, well, you need to have them because you don't want the intellectual property of Company A to so quickly be used by Company B. Tell me about the focus group where you raised this issue. So we did focus groups with our Swing Voter Project uh, back on January 10th with uh, swing voters across the state of Florida. And I had some time near the end of the session to ask about this. And what was so interesting was while they were not terribly aware or terribly conversant about a variety of issues related to what was going on in Congress, they were very conversant and seemingly very knowledgeable about non-competes, which was really, really interesting. I'm floored by that. Yeah. What were their opinions? Yeah, so their opinions basically were, you know, the the 13 people, six of them uh, were in favor of of this proposal. And they said things like it's anti-capitalistic, the non-competes are, it stifles competition, it's an overreach of private companies on people's personal choices. One person said, I've heard of people that have 10-year non-compete clauses. If they work in the Northeast, it's literally half the country where they can't work. Um, If you're working for one company and you want to go to try another company that has a different perspective or goals, why can't you go with them? It's like they're they're, they're tying you to, uh, you can't work with us anymore, you can't be working in that field anymore. You know, just because you can't work with us, why are we excluding you from working in the entire field? So there was a lot of people who had very interesting reasons. I was going to say, I rolled over for it. It, it, You know, contract after contract, I, I never fought on it because... It was such a customary part of my industry at the time. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm, you know, I, I can't go and set up shop across town. Why the hell shouldn't I have been able to leave one employer on a Friday and go over there on a Monday? What's so special about the radio industry? Well, I guess the issue is sort of what are you taking with you? I, I, I can't. I've, I'm not trying to defend or oppose the, the non-competes. I was interested in how these swing voters looked at it. And on the right. side of you know, on the, on the people who were opposing what the FTC was doing, they said things to me like a lot of people were taking into another client list procedures and were utilizing the procedures and client lists from one company and taking that into the other company. It created an unfair advantage for that new company. Um, 
And it, there's another person said to me, you know, they oppose voiding the contracts that are already in existence because they were signed contracts and they were agreements that were made. To suddenly have the government step in and void all these provisions of all these contracts seemed preposterous to them. So there, I think there are really good arguments on both sides of this. I guess that it should maybe be job-specific or circumstance-specific. If I'm an elected official or a, a would-be elected official and I'm listening to Rich Tao, the president of Engages, talk to me about a focus group. And, and again, it's not so much the quantitative how many people said X, Y, or Z. What's the best part about your analysis is the qua- the qualitative, what you learn from these focus groups. But what would you be telling an elected official or uh, would-be elected official that they need to know the public's feeling on this? Well, it goes to an interesting question, right, Michael, which is like, why did the Biden folks bring this up now? And do they think it has some political juice in it? And uh, what I would want to do is I want to see much more extensive polling on this to see where there's an opportunity to bring people over one way or another. You know, obviously, a group of 13 people in Florida is not a national sample. Uh, but right. these were some deeply held feelings that I heard. People were very vocal and very emphatic about what they said. And I'm curious to see, and I would love to know, for example, what does Biden's internal polling tell him about non-competes? Is this something where he thinks he's got an advantage? Because if you look at the release that the FTC put out, they, they mentioned that uh, by some estimates, the new proposed rule could increase wages by nearly $300 billion per year and expand opportunities for 30 million Americans. Well, that's an interesting talking point. I'm curious to see what that means politically. You know, Rich, I'm, I'm thinking about the quote from the Chamber of Commerce that Axios had, and I'm trying to discern what is the free market capitalism point of view? I mean, on, on one hand, it ought to be with the individual like me. What do you mean I can't leave employer X on a Friday and set up town, set up shop across town on a Monday? On the other hand, maybe it's no, no, no. We've got to protect the business. It really does seem to pit employers and employees directly against one another. And maybe in that respect, like the Republican perspective is one on behalf of the employers and a more individualist union perspective is going to be on the employees. That might be the case. But as the Republican Party becomes more and more uh, worker based and, um, and true, it, it, true, you know, it, it, do, do we see a shift going on here? And, and also, Michael, this isn't happening in a vacuum. There's a large conversation going on right now about ESG and wokeism in corporate America. I think this is sure. all part of sort of the business becoming politicized in a way that's really interesting and perhaps uh, volatile in, in our politics. Uh, you conclude by writing, judging from these swing voters, the FTC proposal is not a slam dunk political winner for the Biden administration. That's your takeaway? That's my t- I, I, if 12 of 13 had said to me, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is happening. The FTC has yeah. to step in. That would have been one thing. But I heard some very good arguments on both sides, which lead me to think, at least in this group, it was a wash. But nationally, I'd love to see polling to see whether that's true or not. Rich, thank you so much for writing it. Hey, by the way, can we give your co-author a, a shout-out here? I don't want to mispronounce his name. How do you say Matt's last name? Steffi. Matt Steffi. Steffi. Great guy. Okay. Matt Steffi and Rich Tao. Thank you for writing that. Under the headline, Swing Voters Divided Over Proposed Non-Compete Ban. I'll catch up with you later, Rich. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Check that out. It's in today's newsletter for Smirconish.com. Here's the release. The Federal Trade Commission proposed a new rule that would ban employers from imposing non-competes 
on their workers a widespread and often exploitative practice that suppresses wages, hampers innovation, and blocks entrepreneurs from starting new businesses. By stopping this practice, the agency estimates that the new proposed rule could increase wages by nearly $300 billion per year and expand career opportunities for about 30 million Americans. Uh, TC, I think I just lost the call board again. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, call me and hopefully I'm going to get you on the air. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. It's cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Dan, um, we have an Internet outage here in Philadelphia, so I have no idea if you're looking at zero, one or 12 calls, but I got nothing. No, we uh, we got plenty of calls. So we will start with Ed calling from Southern California. Ed, do you have a uh, thank you, Ed? Do you have a non-compete? And what do you make of this issue? Give me the bottom line. I had a non-compete in broadcasting. I went from one station to another. They decided to litigate the non-compete and lost because the premise was I was taking trade secrets, and the judge decided that how can you have trade secrets that are broadcast on public airwaves? Right. I mean, in the context of broadcasting, all it's intended to do is wound you 
so that out of sight, out of mind, people will forget who you were and you won't be able to establish any market share when you get back. I mean, the more I think about it, I'm kind of embarrassed that I just agreed to it all those years. It's punitive, but yeah. they present it to you. If you don't agree to it, you don't get the job. Oh, yeah. It was a it was a for me as well. And thank you for your phone call. For me, it was a non-negotiable. I, I have to go pull my my current contract. I don't think I have one in any context. I may. I may. You better find out. And I may you or may not know. tell you if I do. <laughs> Aaron, uh, da- go ahead. Aaron Dan. is Sorry. a chef. Yes. Aaron is with us. She's a chef in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, my God. Hi, does Michael. this apply? Does this apply to the restaurant industry? Well, it does. It's kind of crazy, but, um, you know, I, like you, I've always signed them and never really thought much about it. I guess I kind of thought it was sort of stupid, but. I mean, it's the same It's the same premise with a chef as it is a, a radio personality or a television anchor, which is you establish a profile, people will follow you. But it, to the last caller's point, it's punitive. Like, hey, we're not going to let her go across town and, and start making uh, shrimp creole for, for new customers. Well, exactly. They think if you come up with a signature dish for the restaurant that that becomes their property and they don't want you making it someplace else. And I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but... I also think it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Me too. Thank you for your phone call. Dan? Dennis is a truck driver in Tennessee with an on-compete. Dennis, for truck drivers? Yep. They use that as a way to cut down on their turnover rate. Because you can't get another job with a company that's within 50-mile radius of the headquarters. The I had no idea. I worked for, the guys across the street were paying 10 times as much, and I couldn't go to work for them. Truck drivers, chefs, television personalities, radio hosts. Thank you for that. I'm learning a lot today um, and feeling a bit embarrassed at, at not having dialed into this sooner. Thank God that the boys from Engages wrote this up for Smirconish.com. This one I've never heard of before. I'll let him tell it himself. But hello to Jack in New Jersey. Hi, Jack. Greetings, Jack. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I actually had to sign one. I guess it was the 1970s when I was in college as a part-time job, pumping gas on the gas station, Union Route 22, New Jersey. Oh, my God. What's the logic of that? I have no idea. But I think even more harmful are the uh, binding arbitrations to sign when you go for a job or you go for it by a car or anything like that. Totally agree. Uh, the, yeah. The arbitration totally. guy... Is going to be uh, prejudiced toward the toward the dealer or toward the employer because he goes to going to be hired again by that guy, not by you, the employee. Well, or the, or the well, well, not only not only that, and it's going to be adjudicated by the laws of state X, which is not where you are, yeah. but rather where the company is headquartered. Yeah, yeah, I've been that, there. The FTC needs to work on that. Been there too. Thank you, sir, for your phone call. Learning a lot, Dan. Roger is in Iowa, where he runs a private equity firm and writes non-competes. Oh, okay. Are you going to defend this practice? I, I am. I am. Go ahead. Yes. Um, the issue with, with employment agreements, which ultimately include non-compete clauses, is right time, right place. It makes no sense for a truck driver or a, uh, a Jimmy John sandwich person. But when you're working with and, and committing to a multi-year agreement with an executive who together you're going to build a practice, build a business, build a, a, a process by which you go to market, 
all of that is contingent upon a significant investment of time by the business and the executive um, by his employment. So there needs to be some protection for that investment so the guy or the woman doesn't build a business, build a reputation, build a, an experience base, and then jump ship and take the, the spoils of that investment to a future um, employer or someone who says, I'm not going to invest and build it, I'm just going to steal it away. And so Can in the get- right place in the right time and designed yeah. right, it makes sense. But it has to be right. You can't. A person must be able to still be employed somewhere. The can you give me? Can you give me a hypothetical? You know, maybe sure. loosely based on facts with which you're familiar. Sure. Take a, uh, and, and it often works with an executive who may not have 20 years of experience, but maybe a young executive uh, who is looking to make his next move forward. So you see a CEO candidate. He's got. A, he's got. Um, a great potential, the word used earlier today, and uh, you go, you know, I'm going to invest in this woman or this man to build my business with me. We're going to go to market and uh, we're going to repair vacuum cleaners for all the comp- all the businesses in the world because there are no more vacuum cleaner repair places around. So you work with the guy, you you create you create a skill set for him, you develop his story, you invest in the equipment to be able to do that. You hire people so that when he's out there ginning up the business, there's some place to go. You do all this. It takes a couple of years. You make your, your investment. Finally comes to fruition. Clients are coming in. You're working, it, you're working it together with him. And ultimately, the next three years are when you make that money back. That, the executive starts making higher bonuses. Everybody's working collaboratively and ultimately is the benefit of both parties. If that guy spends those first two or a half years building that for you and then tomorrow crosses the street and starts doing the repair because he steals the client because the other guy didn't I, I, I have to ask. Stuff. I have to ask. Has yeah. he created some, some unique way to repair vacuums? And if so, isn't that the intellectual property of the business he's built on my behalf? And otherwise, he's no, just a productive employee. No, no. It's, an inten- it, it's the intangible asset that's hard, hard to see. The intangible asset. He would never have been able to build... And that, that reputation that he built in order to get that large client, if he didn't have all of the capital and, 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 and management um, experience dollars that you yeah. invested in him along the way. All right. Now, I pre- got I got to wait. I got I have to roll because I'm limited on time and everybody now wants in on this. But I'm thankful to you because you gave me the perspective that no one else has said so far. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Dan, where are we going next? Steve is in Oregon. Steve lived under a non-compete for 25 years. Hi, Steve. What? what? Steve, what kind of business was it? Well, it was the broadcast industry, but my employer threw me a curveball at some, some, at some point in my tenure there. The, the curveball was, even if you are fired by the company, you still have to live under the non-compete. For the, oh, my God. I think it's it ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, 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 I refused to sign it, and thankfully, I was enough into my tenure at that particular station that they couldn't really force me to, and they didn't want to fire me. So I got out of it. I never did sign it, but a lot of my uh, coworkers did. Interesting. The, the, thank you, sir. The short version of my story, I, I'm, I'm willing to tell it to this extent, is that I had a contract for, for a number of years that went on, and then we reached the, the, the date where it ended and continued to do business with one another based on a handshake alone. And now comes the moment where I'm, I'm looking to, to change things up. And the question was, and it was, it was like an open-ended legal question, well, do you still have a contract where you're performing under it? And I consulted, I mean, labor law is not my strong suit. I consulted someone who said to me, it's a really close call, but if the employer regards you as having a contract, they kind of have you over a barrel. And lo and behold, like mana from heaven came a communication one day, TC knows this story, that said, Michael, no, I can tell this part. Michael, you know, it just occurred to us, we don't have a contract with you and we, we need to, we need to get you under contract. And at that moment, Shazam, hello, Sirius XM. And that's the way it happened. Because I was in sort of a holding pattern, like, oh shit, do I want to, do I want to take this risk? It's going to be litigious. It's going to be high profile. And then the moment that arrived, it was like, yeah, here I am, coming up on how many years? How many years? How many years have we here. been here? Yeah, eight, nine, Dan, ten, eight, eight. You think it's eight? I think it's eight. No, uh, twenty thirteen. It's been ten years. Yeah, Don't we have a big anniversary years. coming up? Wow. Yes. Big, big anniversary. Happy anniversary yep. to like, us. Look at, look at the way yep. we just stumbled into this. Yeah. A 10-year anniversary April. in April. 15. 15. Uh, that yes. I know. That Tax know. day. Tax yes. day. All right. Let's yep. start planning the party. Right. Okay. Well, I have just shared with you the real reason and, and means by which I was able to come to SiriusXM. 
it was that. It was that. TC, do you remember, do you have any recollection of me calling you and saying, hey, guess what? I mean, like, on this have, impasse. I have many recollections. Okay. Enough said? Enough said. Enough said. What, what are we doing for April 15 of 20... Drinking this year. 2023. Drinking IPAs and talking about it all. No, that's not enough. Oh, boy. That's not... I, I demand a celebration. <laughs> it's just, it just occurred to me, stumbling into this conversation because of non-competes. I promise you this is going to be a poll question soon at Smirconish.com. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. My Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.